Wake your punk ass up. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Cheer. It's your boy DOC. DJ Ron Cena, ones and twos. What up? Smooth D. Hey. Back uh, with engineering duties. Yep. No Rhea beer today. She took the whole week off. Uh, sick leave, I believe. I don't know how many sick days she has left. We got, I need to get with human resources. I mean, we don't get paid for sick days anyway. Yeah, we don't. But smooth, you can't tell the listeners that. You got to make oh. it seem like we're really, you know, doing something over here. Oh my bad. Like we have a human resources department. Right. You're looking at them. We're yeah, we're really human. Resources. We're human resources. Yeah. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Friday, dude. You know, on Friday we have. Special guest last week. Let me shout out Paul Stewart, man. Paul Stewart rocked with us last week. True, and that was such a dope interview. And all all the um, artists that Paul Stewart has been involved with and responsible for, real dope. So you can check that out on YouTube. Smoothie, what's our YouTube situation? We know, what yeah, our YouTube. If you go to YouTube.com and you just have to type in AM Caffeine Show, it'll pop right up. SoundCloud AM Caffeine uh, Show as well. Yep. So Fridays we like to bring you, you know, folks that <clears throat> I'm a fan of or appreciate the, their, you know, what they do, what they've given back to the uh, to the culture. And the cool thing about the AM Cafe Morning Show is like we're not, as of right now, forced to have certain artists because they're popping on the radio. Like Fetty Wap's not coming here no time soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fetty Wapo, no bueno. Oh, no bueno, El Fetty Wapo? Yeah, like, I'm not doing Fetty Wap, dude. And not taking away from why. I mean, I know he had a couple cool songs, but I'm good right now. <laughs> so. Man, this dude right here. No, that's real, dude. Like, come on. You know you only play Fetty Wap because the little kids like him, but you're not banging Fetty Wap on your own. You right about that. You hit that right on the nose. Bing. Smooth D, you're not like, you might be listening to uh, Chingy because he's from St. Louis. <laughs> and I know you're from the Louis, so you might be listening yeah, to Chingy. Uh, I'll give you good right there, but that's about it. <laughs> so today, man, we got a real special guest. And let me, this is what's so, so dope about my man Edie that's in the building right here. Oh, thank you. Give it to him. Yeah. My man EDI from The Outlaws. Now, you know, when you come to the game, it's really good to get some type of cosign from an, a, an artist that is popular, or if you get with that, just that right record label. That knows how to market and promote and do all that thing, you know, all the things that it takes for you to get to a certain level. But to be able to get an endorsement from an artist that, you know, anytime you're talking about some of the greatest rappers to have ever done it, man, Tupac's name comes up all the time, dude. I mean, no doubt. So to be able to come into the game with an endorsement, a co-sign, be able to rock with Tupac, I mean, hey, come on, dude. And that's what the Outlaws did, man. Edie is in the building today. Edie, thanks for, man, thanks for rocking thanks with us. Thanks for having me, man. Edie has a brand here. new project that just released. I sure do. So what we're going to do today, AM Cafe Morning Show Crew, is we're going to play some joints from Edie's project. Exclusive. We're going to just talk about And I know that You know You've done this a million times Edie And I know that you always get questions Just about the relationship with Tupac But I've done it a million times But this is This is the beginning of Me doing it alone Got it's you three or four more with me Right <laughs> <laughs> And uh But you know Solo Right So we're going to talk about that Be, You know Going solo As Absolutely. well Absolutely Um so Edie is rocking with us today, AM Cafe Morning Show. So Ron C, here's what I want to do real quick, Smooth D. Yeah. We're going to get into the mix. We're going to play this brand new joint from DJ Charisma. Charisma, shout out even though you haven't texted me back in your mouth. I got something for you. <laughs> but I'm going to let her live, though. I'm going to let her live. I mean, if you know about DJ Charisma and how hard this young lady puts Man. it down. Two of the females that I know who go hard. Nobody goes harder than DJ Charisma and Gigi Sweet on the West Coast. No doubt. Nobody does it harder than that. Oh, wait, that's what she said. <laughs> so, we're going to play this new joint from Charisma featuring Dez Loaf and Chris Brown. We're going to get a little bit into the mix and we're going to come back. We're just going to rock with Edie for the rest of this hour. It's the AM yeah, Caffeine Morning oh, yeah. Show. Let it go. Let it go, Ron C. Smooth D. AM Caffeine Morning Show's in the building. You guys don't go nowhere. Great information coming up. Brand new music from Edie. Let it go. Yeah. 
But I swear you gotta chill You wanna grip a band's will And I know you can't wait You dream big and sleep late You got a lot on your plate That's why you're always working Ah, take your pictures of yourself You don't see anybody else And you're like, oh, well You're like, oh, well My past behind me like a ponytail But you're my right hand You're my go-to Told me everything about you That's a bold move I know that you're out here And it's things you gotta go through yeah. Just know that these streets Just don't love you like I do Yeah, And they never will Okay, I know you want the Audi I know you wanna go to Maui You and all your girlfriends The ones you never bring around me Cause you don't trust me like your last man Did he open doors for you? Buy the things you can't afford for you Cause he must've did a lot for you I just fell back with it And now your past is behind you Like the car with the strap in it Thank God that's finished Cause now it's back to business Any more Henny and you're past the limit You told me about the picture Now you have to send it I would never put you on blast When I get it, you're my right hand Tell me everything about you That's a bold move I know that you're out here things you gotta go through yeah. Just know that these streets just don't love you like I do Check it out now, check it out now, check it out, uh-huh It's like that, yeah, it's like that now It's like that, uh-huh, it's like that now That black 4-5, I gotta put it on That chrome I gotta put it on That 38 special I gotta put it on Never leave the house Without the Teflon Hop off the porch like Oh, 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 oh That new bounce New bounce New bounce Don't trip on me 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 Don't trip Don't trip, homie Yeah, I'm the opposite of Crip, homie You ain't even gotta ask Know me, I make it rain like Tony, Tony, Tony A Ventador to the corner store I whip this hard Compton God, watch him jump over cop cars Yeah, I grew up doing WA And my granny's whipping, yay, yay Come on Crip, homie, eyes grew up around Crips, homie, will you find this phony, acting hard, he's a tender, rony, the boulevard to the prison yard, I push this card, west side rolling, wherever you are, and I been coming up, and ain't none of y'all running up, cause I'm quick draw when I'm gunning up, boy you know the sun ain't coming up, lay that down, trying to milk this cash cow, face down, look at you now, oh, oh, That you ever seen <laughs> So it better have my money a Better have my money Straight up Let me tell you one thing about me I'm a young, young Fresh about the CPT 
The only thing on my mind is getting rich. Go hard on it, on the end of it. Like yeah. Remy, my. Remy, my money. Oh! AM Caffeine Morning Show. That was Ron C's. In your mouth. Real quick, quick, quickie mix brought to you by Confections Cupcakes. Confectionscupcakes.com. Special guest today, man. My man, Edie. So, Edie, are you still going by Edie? I mean, what, what, what's the title these days? I mean, my fans that grew with me from the 90s, they still call me Edie. I mean, but the new fans, the kids that, that done caught up with me on YouTube and, you know, seen the old videos. Right. They know me as Edie Don. Edie Don. Yeah. Okay. There it is then. So OGs, Edie, I mean, new cats, Edie Don. call me what you want. What, you don't call me bro. Right. No <laughs> question. <laughs> that's right. You ain't never lying about that. I mean, that's that. where I'm at with it right, right. now. <laughs> the album is the hope deal. It's everywhere right now. <laughs> so before we get into the new album that you um, just released, and you got a new single, and then, and some artists rocking with you, just so I, just so I can get a full, a, a clear understanding, and I know there's some folks out there that rock with the AM Caffeine Morning Show want to know as well. Edie, when is the first time that the actual name, the Outlaws, like how did that come about? Because I know there there was a name before the Outlaws, correct? Yeah, we went, we went, we had a few names. We had a few names before we came together as the Outlaw Immortals. And, and basically, the way it went down was while Pac was incarcerated, Denimore, New York, Clint Correctional Facility, um... He was just plotting and planning on how he was going to make his return. And he was like, uh, it, I basically, you would call it today rebranding. Right. He said, I'm going to rebrand myself and my crew. And this is how we're going to do it. So we sat down and, uh, you know, he was reading a lot. And he was like, man, you know, what we're about to do is going to be immortal. It's going to live forever. So we're going to be the Outlaw Immortals. And that stemmed from the last song on Me Against the World, a record called Outlaw, which featured myself, Castro, mm-hmm. Napoleon, and the late great Gaddafi Right You know what I mean So from there We took that record And it just inspired The whole outlaw movement We went from Outlaw Immortals And then we just Broke it down To the outlaws So before you even Became the outlaws The outlaw immortals What was The relationship With Pac Were you guys Just kind of like A crew You guys were just homies Or you had always Planned to do music Together Were you doing music Separately Like what was The relationship like with Pac Before it really became What it was As we know it As the Outlaw Immortals No doubt Me, Castro, Gaddafi And Tupac Grew up together okay. Our parents are close friends From before all of us Were even born Wow So um, this we talking about 40 plus years Right Our family has been um, Connected Intertwined In a lot of different ways But um, That is the core okay. Of the movement Right there Gaddafi grew up In New Jersey With Napoleon Young Noble Hussein Fatal Rest in peace and um, he brought those members, members to the group Because Pac was like Yo, I want to put together a super group okay. And I'm going to be a full-fledged member of this group But we're going to have different MCs From all over the country You know what I mean? Because I grew up different places Castro grew up different places Pac grew up different places Then we had that East Coast element too So he wanted to put this all together A group that can appeal to all markets Of, the, uh, uh, of you know, the United States right. East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, everywhere And um, that's how I basically came together so Gaddafi recruited the Jersey crew we kept the core and we just put it together along with a couple of members from Thug Life his group prior right, to us the right. big homies. so <clears throat> Tupac when he's released and the whole 
when the whole death row thing starts to happen, like upon his release. What did you guys have a relationship with death row or where it was just strictly kind of just dealt with Pac and then he dealt with I mean our relationship grew as we as we spent time there. You know, over those eight, nine, ten months, I mean eight months he was alive and then prior to a couple of years we stayed on death row and, and eventually had to um you know fight for our release to get off the label. So our relationship grew over time but for the most part, we was the little homies. Right, we, we, right. You know what I'm saying? We was young dudes, and we was just cats just waiting to get on the mic and get a chance to rap right. and do what we, you know, love to do. You know what I mean? So our relationship was with Pac. Pac was our manager, our CEO. Everything. He was he was all of that. So, you know, our relationship was over there, and Pac basically kept a, a self-contained unit for the, mo- for the most part. You know what I mean? Like, we had our, our own circle amongst that big circle. Right, right. Just uh, like the pound did, you know what I'm saying? Right. And other different cliques in, involved in Death Row. Right. What was the first release that the Outlaws did with Pac? What was the first song that you guys had? Our first official release is Hit Em Up. Okay. That was our introduction. That was your introduction was Hit Em Up? Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. What a way to come into the game. <laughs> All right. So, Eddie, tell me, how does... How does Pac bring the idea of Hit Em Up to you? Like, how does that... The oh, first time you heard about, about Hit Em Up, wh- how did that work? I mean, we talked about it and conceptualized it, the title, even the beat, while he was in prison. And so when he got out of prison, it was just about going to the studio and doing it. So while he was in prison... Okay, it's so much just about that situation. Were you really... Were you guys really... Were you rocking with it because it was Tupac and like, you know, we're riding with him? Or were you guys really understanding like the beef and was... Were you just taking sides just because it was Pac or were you taking sides just because you really understood what was going on and really felt like what he was doing was right? Or were you just riding like, yo, that's Pac and we riding anyway? Both. Both. I understood where he was coming from. You know, I understood his... uh his anger somewhat I might not have expressed it the same way right but I'm not Tupac and he's not me right you know what I'm saying so we differ in 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 in, in the way he displayed it but like any homie or any friend or any family member cousin or whatever I had blind allegiance you know what I'm saying it didn't matter matter right at right. that time it didn't matter that's you know what, what I really mean? wanted point to know to him and, and it's going it's down. going down yeah were you a fan of Biggie, absolutely. His first album, "Ready to Die," was I mean, we are no was one of my favorite <laughs> albums. And actually, we was real cool with Big. You know, like when Big came to Atlanta to do that record he did with the Brat and JD. Right. We brought Big weed because we Big couldn't get no real good weed uh-huh. in Atlanta. We, you know, Atlanta at that time it was all brown everywhere. Right. We was one of the few people that had the oh wait. You know what I'm saying? Because it was coming in FedEx packages <laughs> to the crib. You feel me? So Big called us up like, yo, I don't got nothing. What? You know what I mean? And we took a trip down there to bring that. You know what I mean? And we rocked with him like that. That's why. So how hard, hard, hard was it for you when you released that, knowing like, yo, we I actually like me and Big are cool. 
Or was it, it was more like, yo, I got to ride with Pac no matter what it is. I mean, that's my family. I'm, I'm riding with him, period. Period. And also, I'm a fan of hip-hop. And I started as a battle rapper. So that was in my lane. Right. <laughs> You're like, um, yeah. Uh, I was, I let's was, go. I was, I was learning how to, you know, talk about my life and talk about struggle and talk about the streets. Trying to make songs, but you knew how to battle. But battling? Right. Let's do it. And that's what that was to me. That Absolutely. Was battling, you know Absolutely. After you released Hit Him Up, did you ever see Biggie again? Did you ever speak to him I after? Never, I never I never saw Biggie again. Never. Damn. So, when Hit Him Up comes up, man, because let me tell you, I'm a huge Biggie fan. But I can remember when Hit Him Up came up, I was banging the hell out of that. Like, you just couldn't help it. And... But when I would listen to it and I would recite the lyrics and all that, I was like, but yo, I kind of, I like Biggie though. So I can't, ima- <laughs> I can't imagine being an artist involved in it. And and like you said, knowing how classic Ready to Die, uh, uh, Re- uh, not Reason, but Ready to Die was. No doubt. Biggie, Biggie was the big dude's champion, man. And I, I was a big dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and so he repped for all the big dudes that had charisma, that still was flying, that was still able to pull girls. Right. I mean? So right. that's why I identify with Big at Big because I was always a big dude, but I never had no problem pulling ladies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I identified with him. And he was from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pac ain't from Brooklyn. He's from Harlem. But Pac was born in Brooklyn, but he's from Harlem. Right, you know what I'm saying. So I re- I identify with Big in more ways than one. You know what I mean. But at the same time, like I said, not only was Pac feeding me, this was like my family, like not like a homie or somebody right. I rap for. And he was like, okay, you dope, you can ride with yeah, us. Yeah, you're like, no, this you know is like I mean? bloodline. Like we, where well, we, we going had in? Stream from day one. Right. You know what I'm saying. So it, it was no question. It wasn't even a second thought when it came when it went down when it was going down. How so? Once it's released and it 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 it's it it spreads and everybody is now taking sides and all that stuff. How did it affect? How did it affect you guys? I mean, obviously, it helped put you guys out there as as a group. Did did you did you get a lot of support? Was it a lot of folks that was hating on you guys? Like, what was the reaction towards the outlaws once that once hit 'em up was released? You know what, Doc? It's a, that's a good question because I was chopping it up with somebody a few days ago, and they was asking me, like, how did it feel when that record dropping, and trying to get me to describe how we felt at the time, and everything was moving so fast. I'll be honest with you, it's all a blur. I don't even remember. Like, it's hard for me to even remember the first time I heard it on the radio because remember when Hit 'Em Up dropped, they played it for like. Two or three days And then it was banned From every radio station <laughs> In the world You know right, what I'm saying Right like, they, I think the FCC called And was like Don't yeah, ever shut that down. Play that record again So we didn't get A lot of radio love At first But I just remember Family members calling me Like yo They playing it again And then I hang up the phone And ten minutes later Like yo They playing it again <laughs> Then we hang up the phone And an hour later They're like yo They just played it Two more times So I remember it was, it was The streets was going crazy I do remember that but other than that, it's really all a blur. Because we was just moving. It was like, all right, Hit Em Up is out. Let's keep going. You know what I'm saying? We was doing three and four songs a day. Right. So Hit Em Up was just one of the songs we was doing. Right. So when, so we're at that point, were you guys signed to... No. We, we, you weren't signed. You didn't, there was wasn't no record. signed to nobody. We could have we got on some Hollywood shit and said, you know what, Pop? 
there. We're going to get our own deal. Holla at us. We're going to do Hit Em Up Part 2. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, we when, unsigned. when did you guys actually get signed? We didn't actually sign a record deal until, I think, 1998. Really? So that whole time you're just rocking with Pocket Guards are doing shows, but you guys are not signed? Yeah. And we're not doing a lot of shows either because Pac couldn't get a lot of shows booked because he was in insurance risk. Insurance risk. Absolutely. So remember those days. Nobody would insure any of his shows. How were y'all eating it? Um, I mean, rapping. Rapping. Like, my, my, my main objective was to be the best rapper I could be at that time and to get better at my craft because I wanted to not make Pac look like a fool for fucking with me. Right, you right. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make him look good in the, in the aspect of, yo, he signed some that's raw. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody in his crew can spit. You know what I mean? So that was my main objective at the time. I wasn't even really thinking about money because money wasn't really a, a factor for me at that time in my life. I didn't have no bills and no responsibility. I had just had a son maybe two months prior to when Hit Him Up came out, my uh-huh. first son. Right. So I didn't have any real responsibilities. Right. So you, you know was just prior going. To, and prior to that, I was on a block. Right. And, and Pac was like, yo, y'all not doing that. You know so he mean? came and said, that, shutting all that down. Yeah. I mean, he did He did the best he could. A couple of us couldn't leave the block alone. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? For the most part, he was like, yo, either you do this or you go back to the block and, and leave this alone. You can't do both. Wow. So, Edie, when you hear about Tupac being shot this last time and passing away and I just I don't even like talking about it because it's just such a dark time in hip hop but very important as well where were you when you hear that news that what happened in Vegas and uh, where, where were you at as far as like when you hear about it who tells you like what happened I was pulling back up to the hospital in Vegas. I had just took Kadada to the airport. You had she, just taken Kadada, Quincy Jones's daughter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just took her to the airport. She was going back to LA because he was he had started to make progress, and we you know we kind of felt like he was going to be all right. He was trying to uh, you know he fought a lot when he was in that coma. He fought to come out of the coma, and. Um, you know, for his own, I guess, for his own health, his own safety, the doctors kept him sedated. You know what I mean? Because he was trying to come up out of it, like get up and walk about the hospital type. Like, right. You know what I mean? He would have the whole bed shaking some days. So, um, you know, we felt like it was going to be all good. We felt like, you know. He was going to pull through. Yeah, it'll probably take a little bit, but he was going to pull through. And then when we pulled back up, you know what I mean? That's when I got the news. When you pulled back up to the hospital? Yeah. What was your thought after all that? Were you, I mean, obviously you were sad, but what, were you angry as far as like, I, we need to get to the bottom of this? Did you want to leave the music game alone? Like, what was your mindset after the fact, after that he's he's gone now? Did you have an idea like what you felt like your next move was going to be? Nah, I was numb. I was basically in a state of shock, you know, Walking around, I'm breathing, I'm thinking, I'm, you know, all of that, but I'm not really here. You know what I mean? That's what heavy, that's how heavy a blow it was and, and and so shocking. You know what I mean? For all of us, for the outlaws and, and more importantly, uh Gaddafi and Castro, like 
Pac was our big brother. He was our our advocate. He was our hero. So it was like, what uh, what other purpose do we have here? Right on this planet now. You know what I mean? And it took a, it took a while. It took a, a you know a lot of soul searching to really even want to not even rap. Right. That's just right. Live, right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So when <clears throat> when did you start to get? The bug again Like you know I gotta get back I wanna do this music thing Like when And When did you get that back And what oh, would take and, long And then it was, So then you were like Was there a conversation With the outlaws Like as a group Like you know We gotta keep doing this For Pac Or whatever the case may be And Then you collectively Just go and start Putting out music again I mean we were so much In a routine Of recording And going to the studio And creating We was back in the studio The next day Record music And a lot of our Hardcore fans they, They've heard those songs That we recorded You know The day after Pac died And, and it eventually Came out on a project Called Retribution That um, Death Row Didn't put out But we was able To attain the right Style Masters And the Masters And we put it out And you can go Get that on our website If you never heard Those songs But we went right Back in the studio And just kept recording because that was our way to purge that was our way to you know deal with it and release you know what I mean and, and, and Suge and Death Row was kind enough to let us just keep recording you know what I mean because they could have been like yo y'all go home right there's mean? no Pac it's, shut it down Pac is not here so you know so you would say after that happened your relationship with Suge was cool I mean we always had a a cool working relationship with Suge okay like Pac and Suge was friends but and, and we weren't friends with Suge mm-hmm. That was my big homie's home Right But We always had a cool Working relationship with Suge When he was able to be You know Out and about And run his company The problem Happened when he wasn't there To run his company The way he wanted it To be, to be ran And We wasn't just gonna sit around You know what I'm saying And wait Right You know what I mean we, we wasn't able to eat We wasn't able to do features We wasn't able to do shows So we was like Yo we gotta go Right You know what I mean So that was a hard was So that was hard To get your release Off of Death Road So you could then Go do other things It wasn't as hard For some others You know what I mean For us it was, <laughs> I know it was, it was difficult For some other people But it wasn't a, It wasn't that hard for us Okay Got you Yeah So what 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 did you do next So you get off of Death Row You, go, you then go start Shopping a, a situation where labels coming at you was it really easy to go into another situation? I mean, once we got before we got released from Death Row, we were getting offers from a lot of different labels. You know, Interscope was like, "We're gonna do it, y'all just gotta wait." And so we was like, "Wait, we was you, know, you were like wait for what? Like, yeah, like yeah. If y'all gonna do it? Do it?" It was like, "Just wait, we gonna do it." And at the time, we didn't understand. I understand now, right? Because of how the business works We learned How the business works Over those 20 years Like prior to that We were basically Babies in the game mm-hmm. You know what I mean With a with a dude That was pretty young himself mm-hmm. as, the, as the head of the crew So we learned Over these past 20 years So hindsight is always 2020 But you know We had Interscope Hollering at us And then once we got Released from Death Row It, it was pretty much um, A lot of different Labels hollering at us mm-hmm. At the time Most notably of course Cash Money Rap A Lot Universal They all hollered Right And you guys Finally made the decision To go where To sign where What we did was We didn't sign with anybody Okay We went down to rap a lot For a little while We did some music Um, Shout out to little J. James Prince He was kind enough To just say You know what Um, Come down here And record You know Get away from it 
get, get away from it all You know I know Y'all just lost your homie And, and, and paid us for that Wow and We stayed down in, in, in Houston, Texas For like that whole summer Once we got off of Death Row And we was about to do a deal For Death Row I mean with, with uh, James Prince Rap a lot But um Interscope call and was like, okay, we want to do the uh, the Tupac and the Outlaws album, mm-hmm. and you know they had a um a nice hefty check to get that done, and um we was gonna get a nice piece of the pie for that record. Mm-hmm. So and that record was real special to us because those were all the last songs that we recorded with Pop. Mm-hmm. So we was like, let's go home, let's go back to LA, let's put this project together and let's put that out. That came out eventually, did very well, for right? Us to double platinum, and um then at that point we like, oh. Okay, Okay, now, you know, what are we going to do now? We're going back to rap a lot. We're going to cash money. And I had a conversation with um, somebody from the Bay Area. I had a conversation with a couple of cats from the Bay Area, the birthplace of the independent rap game. And they both was like, yo, what's y'all name? Y'all can go independent. Y'all be millionaires. Right. And we didn't know nothing about the independent rap game, but I did know about E-40 and Too Short and all these dudes. And I was around them, and I knew that they was eating better than the rappers that I knew that, <laughs> that had was signed to major, major deals. deals. So right. I would, you know, put two and two together. We ain't, you know, we just look like this. We ain't dumb. So right. we was like, it, let's try it out. You know what I'm saying? And if it don't work, then we can, you know, start hollering at some other people. And we put an independent album out and it only sold like 160, 175,000 copies. But our first check was for $700,000. More than you would have ever seen on a major label. Absolutely. So from there, it was just like it wasn't even a second guess. Like this, we what were we're doing. entertained office, but it was like it, it, we kind of already knew. Like the independent game, it, it's it's just too sweet, right? Especially when you got a brand, right, right. So how many how many um, albums do you put out then after that point as the Outlaws independently? How many do you guys do? We did. A, I think we did about three or four of them. I think in total we have six independent albums that we put out. So now we're talking about 2015. You have a new project out. This is your first solo project? It's my first solo album. I put a, I put a mixtape out right. a couple of years ago, hosted by Mike Epps, called OG Established 1992. That did real well for me, and it, and it kind of introduced me as a solo artist because most people was used to hearing me do eight bars here, 16 bars there, maybe a hook here and there, but they never really knew me as a complete artist. Right. And, um, you know, how serious I am about it. So that was my first release. Dropped that a couple of years ago, and now this is the first official album. The first official album. How many songs on this joint? 14 songs. I got features on there for people like uh, Corrupt, um, Freddie Gibbs, Crazy Bone, um, a few more people, Razzcast, Planet Asia. Oh, okay. How long did it take you to put this project together? Doc, you know what? I just recorded. I just recorded periodically here and there over the past two, three years. Okay. You know what I mean? When we would do chores, when we'd be around the world, I'd get some studio time, maybe do a song here, maybe do a song there. But it wasn't like I was like, all right, okay, let's go in the studio and I got 30 days to finish this album. I was just recording it for the first time in my career. It was recording without any pressure. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just doing I feel like doing it today. Yeah, right. If I right. feel like doing it, I'm doing it. If I don't feel like going to the studio, I'm not doing it. And it made the process a whole lot easier. You know what I mean? And, and, and um, another 
great aspect of it was my woman that um, supported me throughout was like, yo, take your time. You know what I mean? Don't feel like you got to rush this project because she's seen how the pace that we was working. Like, for 20 years, we was trying to keep up with that pace right. that we had in 95, 96, which was a ridiculous pace to record music, in my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? 20 years later, I would never want to rush record music the way we rushed it back then mm-hmm. but those that was then this is now so right. it changed the whole recording process and made it a whole lot more fun and a lot easier Edie I mean Edie Don's yeah. in the building so here's what we're gonna do DJ Ron C Smooth D yep let's play the single from uh, Edie's new project so Edie what is the name of the project the, the name of the record is called What I Need You For and I wanna give you a little background on this record yes um I, I ran into an artist one night at a club and um, he come running up to me. He was like, yo, man, I'm a big fan of your music. I always I always rock with what y'all was doing. And, and I'm an artist too. My name is Delatier and I um, you know, I wrote the hook for Studio for Schoolboy Q. Even though I'm not getting my credit, I wrote that hook. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a big record right, right. there. It was, like at that time, that record was on the radio every five minutes. So I was like, wow, that's what's up. Uh, you know, we exchanged numbers. We talked about doing some music and on Christmas Eve last year he invited me to the studio and this is the record we did and um at the time he didn't have no project or nothing he was putting out so he just gave it to me him and the producer producer by the name of skinny mass that's from japan they just gave me the record and was like you could do whatever you want wow and so i decided to you know throw it on my album so here it is so Edie introduces joint man ron c you got that queued up yep i got it queued let's up. get into this man brand new joint by my man Edie. In man, the if building. You, listen, if, if, if you got some dead weight in your life, you got some uh, ladies, you got a broke dude on your couch always <laughs> eating up your food. <laughs> Fellas, you got a chick always in your pocket. Man, play this record for him and tell him, what do I need you for? Oh, oh AM oh, Cafe oh. Morning Show exclusive. Let it go, Rob C. Small, I had to cut a few niggas off. Yes, love. Now the 
stress gone, sucker free, put me first nowadays, why? Cause the rest won't, won't rest till I get mine, gotta keep going Hating ass niggas hate to see me holding, I don't pay no mind, I just keep on blowing Got a couple different hustles so I keep that doing, no good deed, those unpunished don't do me no favors When I see me write it, I don't know the other way but to keep it 100 And my shit so classic like an old school cut, trust this was just a youngin' Pops left and on the zone so I grew up cold now I walk around already knowing It's me against the world, what I need you for Trust this was since a youngin' Pops left a nigga on his own, so I grew up cold Now I walk around already knowing It's me against the world, what I need you for Huh? Tell me what I need you for Tell me what I need you Tell me what I need you for Tell me what I need you for Tell you, bitch, but you just don't listen. Yes, yeah, cool though. You ain't gotta roll the blunt, cause I got my own show and I smoke a heavy go. You wanna high school, bitch? That's you. Oh, had a couple nightmares, couple dreams. So now I got my paper up, that's nothing to be told. Icebox in my chest, cause my heart cold. Money on my mind, I'm just trying to get paid. Stay turned up, turned down, no fade. Hit this talk down, throw shade on my name, trying to fuck my bitch, cause your bitch lame. I'ma play it cool. I ain't even gonna trip. Gotta be the bigger man. That's grown man Beefing with another man Never made a nigga rich Beefing with another man Never made a nigga rich Wasting your time on the beer You'll never get rich That's why I sing a song like Tell me what I need you for Tell me what I need you need you. AM Cafe Morning Show exclusive My man Edie I mean Cause I'm old school with mine dude that's what I need you for I like that joint dude Appreciate that Thank you So my man on the hook His name again Delatier Delatier Killed hey, it He's a game changer So you have You're working on something With him as a solo artist as well His project is called 100 Days 100 Nights He's gonna bring you The perfect blend of hip hop R&B Funk Pop He's like a he, I call him a hybrid does everything he, he can do it all His talent He really hasn't even Really tapped into How talented He is yet Do me a favor When you hear this interview Check out the record I'm about to put out Called Wake Up Featuring Parliament Funkadelic Oh like his, his range is all over the place Oh When is that coming out We dropping that tonight Oh AM Cafe Morning Show Exclude you, you heard it here first. first. You Definitely. heard it first. Definitely. Y'all gonna be able to say Edie came to our show and talked about the lot of Oh, I love that. So here's what we're gonna have to do. Edie before like I wanna be the first. We gotta have him come up to the AM Cafe Morning Show and rock with us, dude. I'd love to bring him back. Oh, with I Definitely. love it. So the project is out. Where can they get your project now? Where's it at? It's on all it's it's anywhere online, also on my websites. Um, hard copies will be available okay. in the upcoming weeks via my website. Give me your I, website info right now. O-4-L.com and 04L04, the number 4L digital 
Dot-com or both my websites Again O-4-L.com And that's the number four Folks don't know And if you don't know Edie also is A radio Personality as well Edie has his own radio show Edie let him know about that Cause we ain't no haters Over here dog That's what's up man I appreciate that The Real Talk Show Airs every Tuesday 6 to 7 p.m. Via uh, Z420.tv It's a brand new Uh it's a brand new outlet for me And it's something new that I'm doing I'm used to being on the other, other side of the right, mic you right. know? But um, it's fun It's a hobby for me right now And I enjoy I enjoy the most part The thing I enjoy the most about it is Interviewing and talking to other artists Last week we had Freddie Gibbs on our show Nice He just dropped his brand new album And um, it's just good to you know Just chop it up with other artists And be able to uh, just listen for, for a change Instead of having to promote something Right, you know I mean? right, right, right AM Cafe Morning Show Edie's in the building So Edie Let's let's play another joint Right now From your project Introduce this, this new one Let us know about this This record is called A Movement It's basically like My street single I dropped in the summer uh, This year And um, videos online Go on YouTube Check out the video Shot it all over While we was on tour And this is your Directorial debut right? Well what I need you for Is my directorial debut The movement was directed By a very talented dude By the name of Jay Synth Out of Sacramento He's done hundreds of videos For all kind of artists And um, he did that video While we was on tour He he travels with us on tour So we shot this video video In Birmingham, UK It's called A Movement And um, it's basically about Uh What's going on in the world right now, man? It's kind of like a movement going on. You can kind of feel it. You know, we 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 in a different time right now, and it seems like it's moving real fast. So many different events. Every time you turn on the news, something, something crazy, crazy is going happening. on. And, and, and so, um, this this new this song is the soundtrack. There it is for what's going on right now. This the movement. It's my man EDI right here, AM Cafe Morning Show. i 
Uh, so many dead homies, friends and AM Cafe Morning Show. That's the movement. The name of the album again is It's the Hope Dealer Part 1 Available Everywhere You guys go find it You go to Edie's um, website One more time Edie So folks know where to get it O-4-L.com That's the number 4 And o ldigitalcom how can folks find you on social media? You're active on social media. You know, sometimes these old cats, man. I know. He calling, you know, you, I'm, he calling you old right No, now. I'm just I saying, know. but not I, old, I, but you know. I these, took the <laughs> shot. You know no, what I mean? I took the shot. I got a vest on, though. I'm saying us, <laughs> us OGs, because let me tell you what. My homie, Kumo D, yeah, go ahead and try to get him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes these cats don't want to, you know, but it's so important. But I think it's the best way for the easiest way for your fans to get right to you. Absolutely, man. I'm reading. I'm reading Miles Davis' autobiography, and he said, "Adapt to die," a long time ago. Right. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I'm active on um, social media. I gotta be, man. And you know, I'm not on everything. I don't got a Snapchat. I don't, I don't either. Though. I'm not I doing that. I'm not get a Snapchat. I'm not doing that. But Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the real Edie Dine or Edie Dine. You can find me everywhere. If you can't find me, Google me. There it is. Yo, you know what? Something I wanted to mention. You were speaking a little bit earlier about the recording process and how you were able to just break it down and record at your leisure. But when you think about like what you guys were doing back in the day, just spitting it, you guys set the precedent for pretty much what these cats are doing now. Like no putting doubt. out like Wayne and all those guys who just took the Tupac Outlaws blueprint of just never sleeping and putting that music out. But there's a there's one mistake they making. When you Speak re- on it. When you record so much, you not really, you not really living. You know, you got to take time off to live so you can have something, something to write about. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of music today don't have no substance right. because Cash is just doing it too much. And as an artist, I know you run out of things to say because right. the hardest part is to not repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. When you a true lyricist, you hate repeating yourself. Right. You know true. what I mean? That's why I give certain cats, certain cats credit. You know what I mean? Even like you mentioned Drake earlier, I give Drake. Credit because he rarely repeats himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. He always give you something. Something else. new. I can't. Something front. new. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And great lyricists gonna give you something new. So some of these cats need to slow down, take a break. But the biggest thing you just said is real lyricists. Absolutely. Oh, and I'll leave it at that. Shots Absolutely. fired. I already know. I don't. Don't get me started, smooth, because I don't like none of these dudes. <laughs> 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 hey, Cafe Morning Show. Shout out to my man EDI. Rocked with it's us. My EDI, pleasure, y'all, man. Y'all got I, a great show here. Thanks so much for giving us just, you know, the uh, background on some of that stuff that I know can be touchy when you're talking about death is, is you know, there's no coming back from that. And then when you're talking about someone like a Tupac that was so instrumental to your career and to you as a person, I know sometimes it's hard to talk about that, man. So I appreciate you giving us some insight on where you were mentally and, and all that stuff at that point, man. That's, that's That means a lot to me for you to... Give us that information, dude, for real. No doubt. My publicist is going to hear this interview and be pissed off. <laughs> like, no, I wanted, Sorry, you, man. I wanted you to say that for the view. Yeah, right. <laughs> you were supposed to say that. You weren't supposed to get him that. Nah, it's all good, though, man. R.I.P. to my brother, Hussein Fatal, too. Yes, absolutely. This summer. So I want to send a uh, shout out to all his family and friends and fans. They still reeling from that loss. R.I.P., man. Outlaws music. Will never die. I, you know, we know Tupac's legacy will continue to live for on forever. You guys have, you know, given us music that um, can never be replaced or duplicated. So thank you for that, Ron I appreciate C. It, Doc. Yo, 
it's only right, dude. We can't leave the show like when we have EDI in the building. Right. We, don't don't do it to him. I, I can't do it. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad boy, uh-uh, uh-uh. you know I love y'all. But I, I got eating. Hey, hey, don't stop, don't stop. Whatever the puppy be saying, I got eating the building. I, I, it's only right. I'm not even gonna say nothing, Ron C. You already know I ain't what got to do. No friends. Oh! Hey, I'm Kathy Morning Show. Enjoy the rest of your day. We we'll see you next week in your mouth. In your mouth. First off, touch your chick and the click you claim. Westside, when we rock, I'm equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I bust your wife. We bust on bad boys, brothers touch for life. Plus, Buffy trying to see me be hearts I rip. Biggie Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mark ass tricks. We keep on coming while we gunning for your juice. Steady rushing while we busting at the boots. You know the rules. Lil Caesar, go ask your homie, I'll leave you. Cut your trick ass up, leave you in pieces. Now be deceased. Lil Kim, don't conversate with real G's. Quick to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. Stop.